Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five Weekly FGC Talk Show. We spent about an hour and a half talking about tournaments, talking about DLCs, talking about costumes, talking about results, talking about controversies. It's Tuesday. Everyone's probably get a blow-up Tuesday. Today we're going to be talking about all those things I just mentioned, and is it cool to quit to help your buddy enter championships? Steve, why don't you give us a preview of that? Is it cool? I don't think so, but. And then also, Alon is going to reframe me in this Fort box. (laughs) Probably in the big box, too. Yeah, it's likely. What Um, are you talking about for all those of us that don't keep up on the news? uh, Something (laughs) happened with the War of the Gods, the Injustice 2 online series. Uh, We'll discuss that uh, at the end of the recap. Not fun. Yeah. It made some people sick. Quite literally? Or just figuratively? Mostly figuratively. There might have been one or two who uh, did a little vomiting. but It's incredible I, I, what the human mind can do. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining the show, you've never seen it before, it happens. We get those. It says on the chat, somebody here is for the first time, say hello. Uh, I'm Efren. This is Michael Donka Schiller, the man, the myth, the legend. We also have Steve, Ace King offsuit. He's the man with the schedules. He also writes for the Tekken World Tour. You can follow his work on Tekken World Tour. You might not know it by reading the articles because his name's not on there. He doesn't have a byline. But that's him writing that, putting in that work. <laughs> I say bye-bye to the byline. <laughs> and then we have the scholar of the FGC, John Velociraptor Guerrero. And I'm talking about you, pal. Do you hey, have bud. a bookshelf? Thanks, man. Yeah, do you? You, you guys are all breaky-uppy for me. I don't, I'm not hearing half the things you're saying. Oh, because I'm on the wrong internet. One second. Pause. Let's have an awkward this silence. This doesn't happen every time. Maybe like 30% of the time. If you're new. <laughs> oh, we got... Oh, oh, hey, you wow. That's looking a little better, too. John, can you hear us? Yeah. Okay, say all those nice things again. I'm ready. We so called you, you a scholar and asked if you had a bookshelf. A bookshelf? Yeah. Like a scholar would have. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know. Continue on with the show. <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. Just to let you bury yourself there. So anyway, uh, tonight on the show we're going to actually talk about, let me see, let me run down some of these topics here. <clears throat> we'll have a recap. War of the Gods. Chinese premieres are rigged, according <laughs> to Donka. And um, T-Hawk is coming to uh, Street Fighter Five. It says right here, it was leaked. A lot of patches, a lot of notes, some new games came out, lots of cool stuff this week. That's pretty much it. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, you should be the host. <laughs> Steve, how about a recap? Uh, you really want one of those? Yes. I think I can give you one of those. <laughs> busy, busy weekend. Uh, events on all, nearly every continent. Uh, let's start with Ultimate Fighting Arena. Uh, the, it was the third saga of the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour. Uh, so the winner of this goes to the the uh, finals in January, and that is going to be Goichi, uh, taking it over Hook Yang God in series that was basically feast or famine. Uh, they met in winners finals. It was three O Goichi. They met in grand finals. 
first set was all hook gang god uh 3-0 the run back was all goichi again 3-0 ending it with uh a ghetto perfect so goichi is now in the championship field if we take a look at the uh qualified players we have the two best players there so i would say the three so i mean yeah definitely the three who have been doing the best recently so there's going to be no complaints about, you know, oh, they're not in, they're not in. You, the three guys who have been the best throughout the year, to date at least, are the three guys, the first three in uh, the finals field. Next one will be uh, next month at Thunderstruck in Mexico. So a little Latin American flavor for the uh, for the world tour. So, uh, we'll come. I just want to say one thing, which is something I think is kind of cool. <laughs> is that you notice the winner was the same as the qualifier for all of those. So there has been some movement at the top, but at the same time, the game's been very consistent. And I think it's been a pretty healthy balance of consistent enough to show that like skill prevails, but still varied enough that you're not positive one person's going to win the tournament, and etc. And we'll come back to Ultimate uh, Finders Arena a little later on. But let's take, take a look at uh, Summer Jam real quick. For the Tekken World Tour, it was a master event. Uh, and look at not just the names up top, but the countries. It was an almost entirely USA top eight. Uh, first time all year we haven't had one Korean in grand finals, much less two. Every other event uh, was every other master event, I should say, was Korea versus Korea. But the USA stood up, they delivered, and it was Anakin over Jimmy J in a ridiculous set. Uh, it was pretty much every single round they fought in all three battles was down to the wire. Like, even if one game was 3-1, like, every single round in that in that set was ridiculous. What was so hype about this Tekken uh, top three, I guess, that people were, like, losing their minds over? I didn't watch it, but you were saying, like, it gave you life. Uh, Sejan was talking about how like it was the best finals in a while. What's so good about it? It just had so much going on. You had John Ding trying to... Uh, you had Jimmy J getting the revenge on John Ding because uh, if you remember back to SCR last year, Jimmy J lost to John Ding twice. So getting the revenge. You had that set between John Ding and Poke Chop where uh, Poke Chop, if you don't know him, uh, he, he likes to talk a little bit. He li- likes to put on a little bit of a show. He, he has this signature rock, and I wish I would have downloaded the clip. But when he's feeling himself, he kind of rocks back and forth in the chair. And uh, when those two played, him and John Ding, uh, after the first game, John Ding started doing the little rock. Hmm. And everyone in the place lost it. I mean, d- d- even if you were cheering for the U.S., you can't hate John Ding. He- he's his personality is coming through. Really good player, I- just amazing player. Um, if were there any have- other notable Koreans there besides him? Uh, you had uh, you had uh, Saint JDCR and Ni all withdrew. Uh, Ni was in the uh, the IESF qualifier. Uh, that weekend in Korea, but you also had Dimeback who needed a big weekend to get 
to keep his spot in the top 19. Uh, Japan came in strong. Yu was there, Furumizu. Um, you had UK as well. You had three players uh, coming out, including Kane and Trench, who was also right there on that uh, qualification line. So, But U.S., good weekend for them. They stood strong. Yeah, and I just want to add one more thing, too. This was one of the last master events here in North America, too. So this is, like, kind of the last chance for the U.S. to earn some points. And yeah. what's crazy is John Ding being the only Korean in top eight is that Korea, or John Ding already has enough points to qualify. Or he's already sitting pretty. So it was basically him trying to take out, like, anybody that could qualify by winning this event. So mm. this was kind of like America's chance to get somebody qualified to represent the u.s yeah you had guys like shadow speed kicks poke chop who it, and a uh, little margin who got knocked out uh in top 16 but if any of those guys made top three top four they're all of a sudden right in the thick of the race so really really big event uh for anybody ahead. for anybody wondering whose disembodied voice that was that's elon Rushovsky, of course i think i pronounced his last name right you fucked it up but that's okay <laughs> You fucked up the audio like three weeks running, so... Yeah, and now it's fixed. So how do you pronounce your last name? I'm not going to tell you. Well, then it's not wow. going to get fixed. And that's the last we'll be hearing from Elon, our technical I just director. got a preview of the next slide, and I'm a little scared for the consequences, but keep going. Oh, let's, damn it. Here we let's, go. Let's take a look at the Tekken World Tour standings. And hey, you've got two names in green. Knee and John Ding. What does green mean? Oh, it's right there in the corner. Yeah. Oh, it's getting cut sense. off. I can't see it on the screen. What, what does it say? Uh, those two players have clinched spots in the Tekken World Tour finals. Uh, but the big thing is look at right around 1819. Uh, Joey Fury was on that bubble. He got a good boost, so he's breathing a little easier. Anakin now in the top 10. But now you have Speed Kicks with his strong weekend and Jimmy J with, with you know, showing up to two events and still almost getting in the field. They have knocked Dimeback out of qualifying position. So, Steve, uh, I have a question before we move forward. Um, I, I appreciate that you put down there that, uh, okay, so I guess apparently if, if something's in green font, then that means they're qualified for TWT finals, whatever that is. But, I mean, I appreciate that. There's two names in green. The majority of this entire list is all in white, and we have no idea what that means. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, I appreciate it, like, like, like 4%. I understand. But I don't know what all the rest of it is. And that's kind of, I, I mean, it's shitty. Like, like <laughs> we're trying to read what you have here. And I just, I, I appreciate the, the effort. I don't really appreciate the final product. But can you, I mean, just fill us in verbally since you didn't do it textually what it means if uh, the names are in white. How about we talk about Ultimate Fighting Arena uh, for the tech? Answer the man's the, uh, question, Capcom Steve. Pro That's an honest, straightforward question. We're trying to get ourselves informed so we can follow these. No, it's fine. It's fine. If he wants to be like a, you know, a D-minus kind of contributor to the show, that's fine. <laughs> <sighs> it's not a fail. There were, there were four events on the Capcom Pro Tour this week. Uh, start out uh, with Ultimate Fighting Arena. The second, uh, the first of two 
straight uh, French events uh, because you've got the mix up next weekend, Street Grand Battle. A uh, little bit of a surprise here, Angry Bird. Yeah, wow. It for uh, Momi, Angry Bird, who often gets confused as an alternate name for Big Bird. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Capcom either tweeted him out or tagged him wrong in a picture this weekend. But anyway, good weekend for Big Bird. Finally, not just his first TWT win, but his first ever tournament win. Any event. Capcom Who's Angry Bird rocking? Hmm? Who's Angry Bird rock? Who does he play? Akuma. Akuma. Mostly Akuma, but sometimes. Oh, and Zeku too. Zeku, yeah. Well, significantly this time around, but I won't steal Steve's thunder. Now you can take the thunder, you because you're taking my thunder anyway. So go ahead. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Get, oh my gosh, the passive aggressivity here. <laughs> hey, I'm Minnesotan. That's what we do. <laughs> so Angry Bird, uh, the the player formerly known as Big Bird, is that what we're going with now? <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> if, if you want to get hit by somebody, sure. Yeah, maybe. Um, he uh, so he gets mostly Akuma through this tournament, but with a Zeku, um, I've actually played a Zeku briefly at Combo Breaker, and it, it's the real deal, you know, he knows what he's doing. We don't see a lot of that character in competitive Street Fighter, but he uh, most significantly pulled out Zeku during Grand Finals and had a, a pretty amazing run there, just made the, it was like a text, uh, a, like a field day for Zeku, like he just put on a show, very entertaining, winning with a character that we seldom see uh, at all. And uh, the, I think the end of it was like just this amazing run. Like it wasn't even close, right? Grand finals. Steve? Yeah, it was, I, it was pretty dominant. Yeah. I and, did not uh, get to watch this live, so I, I don't remember the score. I'm yeah. sorry. But it was uh, a very exciting and very new and refreshing kind of run there. And of course, like you said, it was his first win at all. So he, he goes immediately to tears and, you know, puts his head down. And, and it was emotional, exciting, everything you want as a, as a spectator from one of these events we got thanks to Angry Big Bird's play. I'm trying to find it so we can uh, watch it here. And, and we've, we've heard a lot about the balance of SF5, and we've seen numbers that are, are pretty, you know, indicting of certain certain trends. But at the same time, you know, Bison won EVO, Zeku won here, um, and, and, you know, the EVO winner was there. And we've just seen at this point a number of players able to take the top with a number of characters. So that, I think, it is good for the sake of the game, for sure. I feel like there was a moment uh, several months back now when people were like, dude, Zeko might actually be good. Um, is it... <clears throat> are we all just, like, uh, hopping on the wagon of whoever's hot that time and nobody wants to put in the work? Like like in Street Fighter 4's life cycle, where all of a sudden, granted it was a different season or a different patch, but all of a sudden, uh, Fuerte was really hot. Uh, I think that was... that uh, damn quesadilla bomb, though. That was, uh, that was pretty significant. Um... I no, think, I think we really need to just put time into characters, but you can't ask players to put time into characters if they're not at least fun to play to begin with, you know, and uh, with at least some kind of a carrot on a stick to keep them sticking with things, because if they're not fun or they're really hard to win with, it's like they might have something deep down buried inside, but you got to get there. And, and Zeku, you know, he's got two entirely different movesets. And so that's going to be one of the more technical characters in the entire game, similar to like what we saw with Gen in Street Fighter 4. No one gave Gen a chance, but then someone like Shen comes along, breeds new life into him by winning Evo, and all of a sudden you got people investigating this character with a lot more uh, ferocity. So I uh, found I downed the first one I found without inspecting it first, and it's definitely like somebody's cell phone shot of it. But 
Here's um Yeah, he used Ember's. I think he used Young Zeku a lot more than people on average have considered the use of Young Zeku. Um, I mean old Zeku is definitely like the main neutral force of the character, but he was switching back and forth between the modes and applying a lot of pressure with a character that was thought to be really gimmicky, and, and he just made it look super good. So, yeah, it was really fun to see. Yeah, the flip-arounds were a big part of it, too. It was like you didn't know what side he was going to be on or how old he was going to be when he hit you, and that was something that, you know, we just don't see a lot of that. It, it was it was brand-new content for Street Fighter V in this game that we've been watching for almost three years now, but he's zipping around, side-switching, puffing away in smoke and coming back, and it was a really great visual presentation yeah and i think the balance of the game is really like much better than people give it credit for myself included um i think there's trends you see where basically you know the best players of this game are the people who often are the pro players of this game and play it the most and those guys have kind of an obligation to try to win and so they continue to pick good characters and because of that you don't see the the weaker characters as much and so they may be closer to the top than you realize. And Zeku might be a case of that. Do I think Zeku is top tier? No, I don't think he's close. I think he's probably still in the bottom half of the cast. But that doesn't mean he can't win, as we saw. I wonder if, this is like just a random hypothetical, but if there wasn't any pressure of a pro tour, uh, if there wasn't any pressure of uh, money on the line, would we see a wider yeah, variety of characters? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Well, I guess that makes sense. There's like <laughs> at least 10 camis who would not be playing cami that I can like name. If there was no pro tour, go for it. But on, but on that same token, would these players be willing to put so much time and effort into grinding those characters no. out if there wasn't any chance of a financial of reward? Yeah, and I think so the pro tour is a good thing. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to argue it's a bad thing. But yeah, you're right. So I don't necessarily think you know there might be greater variety, but I don't necessarily think that the skill of those characters would be oh, quite as yeah. we would see. You're totally right. right. So, uh, but if we take a look at the European standings now, with just two events left, uh, Phenom, Luffy, and Problem X still... Steve, Steve, um, yes. in the previous Tekken standings, um, you had green equals TWT qualifier. Why aren't you sticking to the same format here and instead opting for a very consistent notation. It makes, no, no, no. It makes total sense. If they're in green, they've already qualified. If they're white, they're not. Let the man, just, just let him do his thing. Come on. <laughs> I didn't think I would say this today, but thank you, John. Yeah, no problem. Man. Wait, wait. I can fix this. I can fix this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Um, thank you for joining us for these past couple years. Of <laughs> uh yeah, let's let's uh, moving swiftly along back to Summer Jam uh, for, for the ranking event there and name we haven't seen at the top for a while. Punk getting his first win of 2018 on the Pro Tour, taking it over Toy, who had a hell of a run. Uh, Third, second place finish this year, I think. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the other two were the online events, but. Toy is putting in some serious work. He is not officially clinched for the uh, for the regional finals, but he he's pretty close. We can actually take a look on the next screen. Uh, he's currently third in the regional standings behind Justin Wong and Uncle Do, with four events remaining. Uh, so he's very very strong position to qualify mm -hmm. for that uh, last chance to get into Capcom Cup. 
I want to uh, see Troy do well so much, so bad. Yeah, I mean, he, he's following that path of making a name for yourself online and then getting a chance offline, doing what you can there. And, I mean, that's what Punk did a couple years ago. And he, you know, we're talking about a guy who's won uh, E-League, made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of this game. So if He's got cardboard the, cutouts up. Yeah, but if you're from the Texas, Louisiana areas, for sure you know who Toy is. And he's been playing for yeah, a Yeah, definitely time. the best player in Texas at this point. So shout-outs to him. So, um, moving on. Let, let's uh, head to Puerto Rico for first attack. And once again, Caba over CJ Truth. Uh, matchup that has a little bit of a lore behind it, uh, if, if you're following <laughs> drama. But Caba picking up yet another win. Uh, one interesting thing I found out uh, from the Game Thwok, who, if you're not following him for CPT stats, you need to correct that immediately. Uh, this was a tournament that did winners' finals, losers' finals, grand finals as the final three matches. So whoever loses winners' finals had to go right back in. And when that happens, the person who loses in winners' finals is 0-7 this year Yuck. in losers' finals. So it's really tough to turn that momentum uh, when you get put in that situation. Uh, but the big, you know, we're talking about drama. We're talking about blowups. On a completely unrelated note, let's head over to Final Fighters China. Uh, the <laughs> big <lot> Koreans. <laughs> uh, Oil King. Taking it in grand finals over Momochi. Uh, shorts and all. We didn't think we'd see the shorts, but we got the shorts. Uh, not only the $7,000 prize you get for winning a premiere, but also got an extra 13 k uh, from a Chinese sponsor, Beijing U-Time. So taking home 20000 American dollars for that performance. Good oh, for him. Uh, you see Alex Myers, one win away from top eight. Not necessarily a name you expect to see make a deep run at an event like this. Uh, and, and we'll talk about some of the circumstances surrounding that. Uh, but before we do that, let's take a look at the global standings after this weekend. Uh, the top three, still the three, uh, officially clinched for Capcom Cup in Fujimura, Tokido, and Problem X. Uh, if you look at right around that 26 27 mark that race is really tight uh 30 points separating 26 through 30th so it's going to come down to the wire for those final guaranteed spots in capcom cup and we're at the point where the single point is no longer making a difference so kind of interesting but okay so what uh chunk of Players you're looking at 26 to 30? 26 through 30. That's the race for the final spots. Let's take a quick aside. I am Tuan, Akainu, Brolinho, Toy, and Itazan. Who y'all think has the best chance? Not, not think... knowing what else they're going to compete at, what events they'll be at, what's near them or not. Uh, looking at that list, you want to include Chris T in there? Or you don't think he's in, that, he's in the danger zone as much? Uh, well, I mean, Chris T certainly isn't uh, secure by any means. Let's throw him in there, too. Go for it. All right. From Chris T down, who y'all think has the best chances to make it in? And it is on. He is on. 
Yeah. I'd put it between Itazan and I, I'd have to look at what events are left, right? Brolinho tends to dominate Brazilian events uh, on, on almost an unprecedented level. He like final the last Brazilian event, I remember he didn't make top eight, but before that he had won almost every single one he'd entered. And he's been making it to Capcom Cup that way for a couple years now. Um, Itazan, probably the best player, if we're going purely on a skill of one, also likely to enter the most tournaments. So I think he's got to be the pick, yeah. All right. Well, I th- yeah, I think out of that group, if you look at what's left, there's six Latin American ranking events left, two of them in Brazil. Uh, you have to believe Brolinho will do well at both of those. So he has a chance to yeah, pick up some more really points. Really solid and get chance. Uh, Akainu, uh, there's the event in France this weekend, uh, street grand battle at the mix up, but that's it for Europe. That's the last, uh, European event outside of the regional final, uh, at the, you know, in, uh, three weeks. So he's going to, he, if he's not able to travel, he's going to be in the clubhouse and have to hope that he, he's got enough. So. But, I mean, all of those guys could do it for sure. No question. Absolutely. I mean, you can't have 360 points or whatever at this point without having done well in multiple events. And not just well, but especially with the way ranking point distribution has changed very well. So, I mean, they've all shown multiple times they can be consistent and strong. How's that sound? Is that your fish tank again, John? My fish tank? No. What sound? What is it? What is it? Is it this? It's kind of like a... Is it gone? It is now. It's gone. All right, cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, but before we get into the drama with the Chinese event, uh, let's dip into a little more drama, shall we? Uh, the War of the Gods finale was this past weekend, and that was taken by Samij, uh, who's had himself a hell of a season. Uh, you see Noble, great year for them. Uh, Samij and Tweedy. One, two, uh, you had rewind three of the players in top eight for them uh, on that squad. Uh, you have Knicks who just missed top four. Uh, he got in through some very odd, uh, through a very odd situation. Uh, if you take a look at the past weekend, uh, there was a match between Combat and uh, Deoxys. Uh, it was the final regular season match. Combat at this point in the in the tournament had already done enough to clinch a spot in the finale. Deoxys needed to make grand finals, and this was losers' quarters. Um, and at some point, it, it was a tense set. D- came down to the final game, final life bar, and Combat just stopped playing. What a dumbass! <laughs> Put down his controller because he didn't have to do anything else, and Deoxys was the one with with stuff to lose. So he set it down. Deoxys, you know what else could he do? He took the game, uh, and in the aftermath, uh, Stream.me disqualified uh, Combat. So he went from in the finale to having zero points on the season. Uh, Deoxys, for his part. After that match, he disqualified himself from that tournament. Is Deoxys like his boy? Are they friends? Um, I, I don't know how tight they are, but Deoxys, from all accounts, had nothing to do with this. He had no knowledge. 
Uh, he disqualified himself from the tournament, so he finished in fourth. Ultra David and, says they're friends. Okay. There's like they a really friends. obvious spot where he puts down the controller. I mean, like, I'm just like, I mean, you could have made this much less obvious. I don't know. I just can't so even. So you're saying if you're going to collude, collude I with mean, class. like, all you have to do is walk at him and press bad buttons. Like, this is not hard. <laughs> so like, I'm frustrated that like it's bad enough that you're colluding. Like at least do it well, right? I don't know. But of course colluding is bad. I'm not yeah, I'm not suggesting tips. you collude well either. <laughs> but come on. Yeah, and like I said, everything that we've heard from everyone involved And it's not collusion, that's right. If yeah, it, points both, to both parties have no- to be Yeah. So it it just sucks to see something like that. You know, they're now, now, now hold, no, on, hold on, hold on. Ultra David here, who is obviously a reputable source, says Jaxus was pissed. Not really collusion, yeah, because Jaxus makes... wasn't in on it, but he was mad about it. Now, why be mad about it? Like, okay, you can be mad, but still not disqualify yourself. I mean, you can feel like you didn't earn it. I probably wouldn't have disqualified myself either if I really, truly wasn't in on it. But, I mean, maybe he, he, that's how his morals line up. I mean, that's a really personal thing at that point. Man, I wish Soldier J was a part of our show because he's giving me all the good info here. Also, Combat he, apologized on Twitter. He was like, this is my first competitive game. He's a teenager. Didn't realize it was wrong. Won't do it again. Thank you, Soldier J. Dude, he, for us. they don't have a show tonight, so if, if you want my spot, you can take it. <laughs> well, we're going to try to replace John after he quit at the end of last week's show. But, uh, I, don't think we're I forgot forward, about that. I don't think we can afford David. <laughs> nah. I'll, 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 pay, I'll throw in five bucks. That's got a five bucks, and do I still have it? Maybe a spot in the Injustice uh, finals. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) That might be a Chun costume. (laughs) Chun Lee costume, $5 and a spot in the Injustice finals. There you go, David. Boom. Um, Was it, Steve, do you know if it was explicitly stated in the rules, hey, don't do this? I would have to. Probably. I have seen the official rules, but I got to believe that even if there's not something against that, there's usually some sort of clause that allows final judgment to come down to the tournament organizer so that they have free reign in a situation like this. And I don't think anyone's going to sit back and say, well, he should, you know, that's not right. He shouldn't be disqualified for that. So. Well. (sighs) So then what does that leave us, Steve? How about this recap? Uh, I think uh, we've talked about blow-ups enough, so let's talk about China. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to it. What you got? Uh, that was – there was a whole bunch of things I can think of at least four things, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- there were like three or four different things where if they happened at any other event, they would be the big controversy of the weekend. But it all sort of happened at once. Um, I mean, obviously, the the biggest one in terms of attention was the bracket itself. Uh, unlike other events that you uh, seeding based on either CPT points or a ranking, you know, belief of how strong the players are, this one was a very random draw. Uh, so. It was allegedly recorded. I don't know if uh, the recording has been viewed by anyone or not. Uh, like they but, taped the creation of the bracket, is what you're saying? 
Yes. So there were, you know, anytime you have a a random draw for pools, you always have the possibility of a pool of death. And there was certainly that pool of death. Uh, it was not Xiao Hai's pool. Xiao Hai being the Chinese player who has who's highest in the CPT standings, who has the best chance to make it to Capcom Cup. He was placed in a pool with notable internationals, Oil King, uh, RB, Itabashi Zangief, and Gachikun, which sounds like a pretty strong pool. Yeah, really hard pool. Until you realize that all four of those international players are on the opposite side of the bracket, and that Itabashi <laughs> versus Gachikun was a first-round matchup. So there have been accusations flying, um, as will happen with anything that doesn't have 100% transparency, that the random draw wasn't really it random. It was terrible. It was awful. There are, like, all China pools where people you've never heard of made it through. There are pools, as you said, with like those kind of first round matchups. It is a mess. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it, it clearly is not random. It's it's that bad. So so then my first the first place my mind goes is how much blame do we immediately put on Capcom? Because at the end of the day, this was a pro tour event, and you have to wonder, well, should they be regulating on this level? And they've just basically been letting tournament organizers do their things, and they haven't had much trouble so far. But the possibility of something like this can happen, and here it is. In my mind, it 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 comes down to Capcom because, you know, obviously, I I heard people saying it was great to see new faces in the top eight, and I enjoy seeing that. But in my mind, what makes seeing new faces in the top eight? for me is watching people overcome other strong players to get there. If right. one person's path is significantly easier because of the luck of the draw, because they didn't have to deal with Gachikun and uh, Itazan because they took each other out, that lessens the, the draw for me to that, to their story, which sucks because it's not some of these players fault, you know, what you know, someone like Huang Yang Ming, or excuse me, Huang Yan Mian, uh, and I probably still butchered that. He had a great weekend. He got he got top six in a very strong tournament. Made a great run. Uh, Pithead China had had some really good found play. But I mean, what are they supposed to do? They can only play the players in front of them. But now, even though they had a great weekend the takeaway is going to be, oh, they only got this far because they had an easy draw. You know, the, the organizers were trying to help, you know, make it easy for Chinese players and yada, yada, yada. So it sucks for them. It sucks for everyone who traveled out. So have we, have we gotten any reaction or, or comment from Capcom? Any, any kind of acknowledgement of this or are they just staying quiet? Uh, they have not said anything specifically. I won't go too far into it, but as someone who's done seating for events, um, there isn't much of a system. And I don't think it's quite as simple as saying, like, it's one big rule, you got to seed by the Pro Tour. Because that really doesn't work well at a lot of stages. I mean, early on, obviously, there's not much tournaments. It favors areas that have had more tournaments earlier on in the season. It, it doesn't work that simple, but there has to be some sort of 
they either need to have like a seating representative they hire they need to say at some point in the season we go by the pro tour up to some certain number of players we go by the pro tour there obviously has to be something at this point because the precedent has now been set that people will 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 abuse this if they can yeah, and, it's, and it's been it's, done i mean it's hard to it's kind of hard to imagine how to put it all on paper so that it regulates out and everything you know flows forward easily and, and without much resistance but <clears throat> excuse me but when you're 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 at one of these events it's not very hard to find someone that understands that follows the community enough to at least give you an idea that playing itabashi and gachikun first round is not wrong. the right way to it's go wrong. Yeah. You know? so it's like it's like if you don't know that's fine maybe it's not on you to know everything as the tournament organizer for a capcom pro tour event in china but if you don't find somebody who's an arm's length away that does and avoid this kind of thing at least have some input because it seems as though they just had no idea i mean i i don't want to say that it looks like they they did it on purpose i think it's 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 too shoddy of a job to be have done on purpose it's like yeah you guys are very obviously trying to screw over somebody if that's the case and i don't think that they were it sounds just like someone that didn't know what the hell was up or they just hit a random generator and that was that it, it, it was a random draw yeah so it's like I mean, I mean, you got to have a little more attention to detail if you're going to be in this kind of a position. And it's not that hard to find someone to get these kind of answers, you know. So, so I feel like this is just laziness. And and I think there's, you know, I speak as someone who feels there is room for some sort of random draw uh, aspect. You know, I've always had this idea that you know, you get to Capcom Cup, you do a random draw for groups, and like the World Cup, and that would be hype. Uh, and I've seen proposals from like uh, Curly W, who does brackets for Combo Breaker and a bunch of other FGC events, uh, promoting something along the lines of tournament-style seating, where there's a bit of randomness within a group of And that's usually how uh, it goes seats. at premieres, by the way. Right. Usually there but, is a group of seeds, and it's random within said group. But if you have a tournament where finishing position matters... You know, there's a big difference between finishing third and and finishing ninth in terms of reward, not just monetary, but points for the CPT. When you have that, I feel like you can't just do a purely random draw that. And this is assuming that the random draw was truly a random draw and it just happened to play into this narrative and wasn't necessarily something they intended to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like there's too much on the line to do to let a purely random draw happen for an event like this. And uh, well, so how how long do you think that people talk about this? Is it something that we talk about here on Best of Five, and then by next week's show, no one's bringing it up again, or does this kind of resonate and linger for a while? I think. Well, I, I was going to say that I think that. As far as like common murmur in the FGC, it'll go away quick, but I think it will mar discussion of Chinese tournaments, specifically this premier event, mm-hmm. until it's rectified. You know, like well, th- this event may never happen again at this, like the way it went. No, no, it's going to happen again because we've had, there have been issues, at least in terms of the stream, the event production uh, for Chinese events at the, la- the last three years. And yet we're still having events in China because that is, A, an important area to Capcom in particular. Well, and B, 
because Capcom's goal with the Pro Tour and having as many events as as they I'm have. I'm more so men who ever ran this, but yes. Right. Is that they want to give official acknowledgement to as many different scenes around the world as they possibly can. So, oh, I mean, China needs yeah, an event. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Yeah. Will it be necessarily be this one? I don't know. Um, it's been, I believe, three different events over the last three years. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if any organizational staff carried over from year to year. But Steve, were there any other issues with this event <laughs> other than the random draw slash seating slash brackets? Uh, one or two. Um, or three? They ran this, or three. Uh, this was ran on PC. And as PC tournaments tend to do, uh, they had trouble between games, uh, trying to get drivers recognized, controllers recognized, and all that, uh, to the point where the stream was like a match every 20 minutes. You'd have a match, and then like 10, 15 minutes downtime while they got the next match ready, so on and so on. So I think like the first day of pools, they had six, seven matches on stream. How long? How long was stream? It was a four-hour block. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't directly blame PC, but if you're going to run a PC tournament, you better know how to do it, and they didn't. So, yeah, big yeah. problem. And I don't know how much uh, that can be avoided with a Chinese event because basically PS4 was or consoles were illegal in China until 2014, I believe, either 2014 or 2015. Uh, They take up like 1% of the market share. Consoles are just non-factors in China. So, I mean, it's just that the state of this game doesn't lend itself to running in a tournament setting on PC. And yet, here we are. Steve, were there any other issues with this event? Uh, there was a dress code. <laughs> Go on. For the first time that I can recall at a CPT event, there was a dress code. And uh, it involved, if, you, if you're a pro player, you have to wear your uniform, which whatever. Uh, your lower half has to wear pants. <laughs> Slippers fine. are not allowed. How Shorts are not allowed. Weird. Uh, tattoos must be covered. It, and, and, and I I know this is a bit of cultural differences between you know China and other Western countries, but this is this is a bit of a shock. Uh, UYU did reach out to the organizers uh, for Oil King, who is known for his uh, Larry Bird esque shorts, <laughs> if I could put it that way. Uh, did did, uh, did note that. His shorts were part of the uniform, so he was able to wear them with pride on his way to victory. But I mean, especially the forcing of the shirt if you don't have an official uniform just doesn't come off well. I mean, yet again, it's harder to, like, say this is truly objectively bad, but it's not a popular thing to do, and it certainly right. could influence people to not want to go to this tournament. Absolutely. Uh, All of this, like, I mean, the the technical issues that we've already gone over, all right, bad enough. But then if you're from a whole other culture and you come in here and it's like this kind of regulation, I mean, uh, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what a turnoff. Am I going to spend my money 
doing all of this again next year when uh, and apparently there's been issue in the past with chinese tournaments um it's like the motivation to go is going to be dropping like crazy i would imagine after all this and we're only on like thing three right isn't other four it runs really obviously controversial too to like i mean a lot of fgc things like tattoos or something that are pretty like we're, we're way past that in the FGC caring about a lot of the things that are cared about here. And yet, of course, that's a cultural difference, but it's certainly going to turn off a huge, huge portion of this scene. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, they also had um, certain costumes that you couldn't I have use. It, I have it right here for you. So this was Z that he uh, was taking pictures of, like, the rule book. And um, I assume this is uh, Manat, not Manet had to be in the school uniform. Rainbow Miko had to wear what I assume is the Monster Hunter uniform or mm -hmm. costume. Chun-Li had to wear a story costume. Cammy had to wear the school uniform. Zangief had to wear his now, of course, holiday we, costume. We can't say this is only China. Evo did this too. Certainly. But yeah, I mean, when you add it to everything else, it just comes off as, it doesn't come off well. And I mean, this is not the only game where this has ever happened. And, and I always bring this up. In Hearthstone, for example, the other three regions are required to air their, you know, their placements for their qualifiers for the worlds, and China is not. And in fact, you don't actually get to see the qualifying process for the Chinese players at wow. all. So four players just come out, and it's not, it's not really broadcasted. So, I mean, there's a lot of companies that make a lot of leeway for, for Chinese tournaments. And uh, this is our, our foray into that. It's a big, big market that, you know, it, the, the rules there aren't necessarily the same here. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that the rules are better or that they need to change everything, but it, it's a, it's a culture shock to a lot of people that, you know, if you're a potential attendee, you have to think, well, do you want to deal with all this next year? And, and it goes back to another issue. I mean, like, obviously the, Lat and this is still like my biggest like the thing that makes me the maddest about the Capcom Pro Tour is the whole Latin America not having money for their regional finals because it's in Brazil. At some point, Capcom has to decide, okay, if the country's not going to align with our ideals, we'll figure out another way to do this. And I don't well, think they're doing a good job of that. And this well, yeah. this shows that and the the Latin America final shows that and they got to figure out something. Because that's the difference between Capcom the esports organizer and Capcom, the company. What's best for Capcom, the company, in these situations isn't necessarily the best for Capcom, uh, the esports organizer. Because why would you spend money? Uh, yeah. <laughs> John, John, you care to, care to educate us on what's going on over there? No. Okay. Got it. No. All right. Um. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, if you're if you're Capcom, why would you spend money running an event in Latin America that isn't in your home base? You know, Brazil is where Capcom Latin America is. You know, why would you not run an event in China just because you've got some weird broadcast rules that you have to abide by and, and not show certain costumes? You know, the punishment or what the company loses isn't enough to make up for what the esports organizer gains. So you're going to have situations like this where where Capcom's going to do what's best for itself as a company. 
You know, um, and and on this front, I guess this is this is your uh, we're we're a ways into the Capcom Pro Tour at this point, right? I mean, I mean, as far as like we've had it a few years now, I'm getting close to the edge of where I'm. I my philosophy is okay. This is a new venture in a lot of ways, and it's going all over the world, and there are a lot of obstacles and potentially unforeseen problems that are going to pop up, and so I give a lot of leash for that, but after a while it's like if this continues to happen that's where i take issue so it's like I'm, I'm gonna give capcom some leeway here but if anything similar happens you know next time around then that's when i'm like okay this is this is not really okay and um and it sounds like this isn't really a first in in some ways in this whole china thing and um and like the other issues that steve was bringing up with uh, latin america and brazil having the restrictions that it does it's like okay that might happen once but more than that it's like you got you got to work around it, and and I, I really want to see them grow and evolve and, and make an ultimately better pro tour, which they've done in a lot of ways. But this isn't a good look. Uh, somebody just called us out on the chat, and I went and verified that uh, Z also tweeted out a picture of that um, you had the color picture, but uh, of the uniform, it does say on there non mandatory. Sure, but we're, that was a different picture than we were shown, and I think it's a little confusing on purpose on their part. Yeah. Says you can wear the official uniform, non-mandatory. If you have tattoos, please try to cover through clothing or with clothing, presumably. Um, yep. Please wear your team uniform. If you have tattoos, tattoos, please try to cover through clothing. Why is that repeated? If the team does not provide a uniform, you can wear the official clothing, non-mandatory. I think that means you can go naked. <laughs> um, sure. So, just let it all hang out. Am I right, Steve? You well, know what there's I'm issues about. of you know jurisdiction over who gets to decide that, but um, and then we had a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Harvey, Fubar Duck, <clears throat> regarding the China CPT. Remember that Japan had SBO and America had Planet Zero, collectively responsible for way more egregious incidents repeatedly. Don't hold the country accountable for a bad uh, yeah. experience. Hold people or organizations accountable. Every place in the world has good people. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I, I want to reiterate that, that this does not mean China should not have a CPT event. It means that something needs to happen in order to avoid this in the future. Whether that be switching the hands of who runs it, whether it be oversight from Capcom, something. Hey, guys, <clears throat> did you hear that uh, Cervantes and Rafael were leaked? Confirmed. Show Calibre 6. Check that out. This is somebody on Reset Era that posted this. Um, there you have Zombie Pirate Man. I love Raphael. And Fencing Glasses Man. Fancy Fencing Glasses Man. I think those are the uh, unofficial titles. Uh, this game's I love shaping up to be pretty hype. I love seeing Cervantes because I love me some big body buccaneer. <laughs> Go on. I, I just <laughs> wanted to say big body buccaneer. I'm sorry. Is he even really a big body, though, or is this, like, some lore that I'm uh, not privy to? Bigger than Raphael. Yeah, but he's not, like, a big body. He's, he's, he's not, like, Astroth, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's a large dude. Is that dude rocking there, the guy that had, like, a bear or, like, mammoth head? He's not no. in the game anymore, is he? No. I haven't seen him, at least. Yeah, he so, got replaced by Astroth, sadly. Well, they should bring him back. Well, I love Astroth. I think so, so too. Uh, Astroth looks dumb with a big outside heart. Yeah, I want I want a giant guy who just screams the name of his son over and over and over again. Yeah. I like the Astroth. Stop. So anyway. if you if you remember that re that uh, rumored list that we showed off, both of these guys were on there. Yeah, that list is so, right. <laughs> that's so that means to shape up. Huang and Lizard Man 
looking pretty good for them to uh, make the list. That's cool. That's what everybody wanted, Lizard Man. Yeah, I wanted that. I bet you did. These random ass picks. <laughs> I want Rock back. I want Roger Jr. back in Tekken. But <laughs> I want Rock back, and I want him to look like Dwayne Johnson. How have you not made? How have you not asked for Yoda yet? Considering how big of a Star Wars. No, he even are. said he doesn't like Yoda, in stri- that was in our block grab. Yep, he sucked in that game. <laughs> but uh, Darth Vader and uh, Starkiller—they're all right. No, it wasn't Starkiller. So Calibur Six is looking cool, though. I mean, I don't think it's gonna like branch out to the level of you know some of the most major games. But you know, Tekken kind of is putting 3D games back on the popular map. And I think that bodes well for Soul Calibur in a way. Like, I mean, obviously it's not a direct correlation, but I think it helps. But what does it mean for Dead or Alive? Nothing. That game is not going to be popular. (laughs) (laughs) The views expressed are not necessarily those. (laughs) Um, Alden Vieira is saying Viola, Cassandra, Hilda. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. All the waifu is going to be DLC. Feels bad, man. Probably. Hilda was badass. She God, just had a cool uh, design. so much. D- you're, you're not... Isn't Sophia enough for you? No, Sophia is my favorite, but I also love Cassandra. Yeah? You want to get them both? In the game? Definitely. All right. In the game. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I like Soul Calibur. It's like the only 3D game I enjoy playing because it's easy. Yeah, so. Mitsuruki's in there already. Uh, Takis is in there. Not to be confused with the chips. <laughs> <laughs> Very She's easy not to confuse. <laughs> dude, dude Would be Witcher. difficult to confuse. <laughs> dude from The Witcher. And probably Shovel Knight by the time, because that guy's in everything. <laughs> he's, he's probably in as many fighting games as, like, E. Honda at this point. And Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard. Yeah. Terry Bogard in this game, you're right. Geralt's going to be in there. I wonder if he'll have a Henry Cavill alt, as it was just revealed that in the Netflix, a Netflix special, he'll be... Um, He'll be playing them. All right, moving on. Anything else you guys want to say about Soul Calibur Six? Transcending time and history. I saw Dragon tweeting that like that's what he's gonna play full time. So that's kind of interesting. Dragon, like the, the MK, the Nether Realms. Yeah, the Nether Realms really? player. He said he wants to play Soul Calibur. Why so. is he? Oh, but like exclusively? Well, he just said that that was the game he's interested in. So he, it, he wasn't cool. hyped for MK11 after the cool trailer that we showed. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Everyone's hyped for MK11 after the trailer we showed, but that's and, and part two is coming next week, by the way. But oh, I wasn't supposed to say that, dude. I can't believe you keep getting okay, well, like that. Sorry, Jeez. but that's that's in the horizon. Um, we actually have a uh, might as well go to that news. Nether Realms did put this uh, image out. Uh, Ed Boon now has a Instagram account. And this was his first post. Hard to believe it's been eight years since we opened Nether Realms Studios, and while we're not quite ready to talk about our next game. Be assured, everyone here is working very hard to make it our best game yet. Well, you can tell that it's NBA Jam from that, uh, from that <laughs> screen cap. That's what I thought. Yeah, that was the first thing, especially because of uh, the mocap suit and uh, also the lights on the rails in the back. I mean, that's clearly NBA Jam. Yep. Uh, do, do they even still have that license? It's not even Midway anymore. God, I, if they announced Injustice 3, that would be the funniest. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be so funny. You'd be the only one laughing. I would laugh so. <laughs> they, they did. He did say that it's not it's specifically not uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. So okay, even though he's Why had that as it? his uh, his uh, Twitter handle or his uh, the avatar. Um, so question: Go back to Dragon. Uh, ha- does anybody know if Sonic Fox has mentioned ever playing any of the Bamco games or the Tekken or Soul Calibur games? 
He's never said anything about. He, doing I don't that, think right? he limits himself to anything. But but he hasn't shown interest necessarily of playing those games. Yeah, actually, a uh, while ago, Sonic did send out a. He tweeted that like you could change the button mapping on the PlayStation, and he demonstrated some stuff with it in Tekken. So like that to you means he's been playing Super League Tekken. Well, I mean, he's playing Tekken if he's doing button combinations. Maybe he just he's like, played yeah. everything a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what I'm no. getting at is Dragon. I feel like his foil, his thorn in his side, is Sonic Fox, and Sonic Fox is like, all right, well, I'm also going to play Smash. I'm also going to play Dragon Ball. Well, and I'm going to dominate. According to Jaeger, Jaeger Zero in the chat, he used to play uh, Soul Calibur Five. So uh, he's Dragon. He's gonna tr- uh, no, Sonic, Sonic Fox. All right. So. I could see Sonic playing Soul Calibur for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted Dragon to have his second game that he dominates at and not have to, like, you know... Can't escape Sonic Fox, I guess. No. I mean, even if you're playing in other genres of games, you can't escape Sonic Fox. Yeah, Jaeger Zero says Sonic was at one time a tournament player in Soul Calibur Five. Soul Calibur Five. he played viola. Sonic is good at everything. He's proven it. Like, there's no, there's no more being a denier. It's impossible. But, like, even games that aren't fighting games have Sonic Fox dominating. Oh, yeah, oh, no, he'll be good at anything. Like, yeah, like Smash. He'll probably be good at Smash, which is not a fighting game. Ultra David says, you're such a piece of shit. He's a strong to live player. Yeah, he, Sonic, uh, or Soulzan2000 says, Sonic played Virtua Fighter. He's good at everything. That's right. I actually remember now that uh, it was Sonic and his brother would usually be the grand finals of most yep. DOA tournaments in the East Coast. Quiggle, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, guys. Uh, y'all want to hear the hot rumor? What's the more than anything Street in the five. world. Street Fighter V is going <clears> to <throat> include V Customs, V Breakers, and V Cancels. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> you ain't heard that? No, is that, where was that? All over the internet, brah. Look at this. Rumored Street Fighter V Season 4 Editions. Data mined by X-Kira. Oh, posted okay. by Neo Fighters. New V Mode Game Mode, which adds a V Break, Combo Breaker, a V Custom, Custom Combos, V Cancel, reportedly different from FADC. Some new critical arts. All characters get a second V reversal. Arc. All characters will have one dodge and one no, attack. No, maybe Vega won't be fucking garbage. V reversals can be used during V trigger. Using V reversal ends V trigger immediately. I mean, it's probably fake, so who cares? <laughs> All right, moving on. This would, Next topic. Has anyone ever had a combo breaker in Street Fighter before? You don't I don't want to so. say no, but I don't remember one. Right, it's like saying no is wrong. Uh, Okay, so a lot of certainly not in a main series Street Fighter game. Yeah, a lot of times you hear about these crazy things, and you get so put into a box because you've been playing a game for so long that you go, "Well, they couldn't add that because that would just change everything way too much." And then, I mean, it's been pretty consistent. We've seen uh, pretty big overhauls to games, um, you know, throughout history, and more recently, you know, the arcade edition update, for instance, where there's a lot of new stuff, you know, brand new V triggers, things like that. Um, so it's not possible that all this kind of stuff is going to come together. But Excura's track record is is there's Shoddy. there's definitely been yeah yeah I mean there's been some things that he said that that just absolutely haven't come to fruition, um, and others that have. So. I, I, I'd like to say that if this list was a little bit shorter, it'd be a lot more digestible, especially if it was missing things like combo breakers in Street Fighter. Is it impossible? No, of course not. But would they want it? Like, that's going to change the game so much. Like, and when you start to, I, like, change the entire identity of what the game is, and I think something like that would really mix things up. And, yes, we have been asking for more defensive uh, maneuvers and, and to be able to exist more on a defensive kind of style. 
in this game. Like that's been something that people have been talking about since almost day one. But like that's uh, that's that's crazy. And it's like to do that much all at once is is a lot. So I have a really hard time swallowing this, at least as it stands right now. Um, but to say that they wouldn't change anything at all, like uh, that that's hard to swallow too. I think that there's going to be some. What was the biggest change in the Street Fighter Four life cycle? Was it just the red focus? Well, we got red focus. We got Ultra delayed two. wake up. Yeah, Ultra Two was probably Ultra Two or delayed wake up. But Ultra Two come to mind. Like that seems like something yeah, natural something. to add to a game during a lifestyle. I would say delayed wake up is probably like the crazy one where like it changed and it came late, so you don't think of it as much. But like it completely changed the way the game was played. But what I guess what I'm looking at is, uh, what I'm trying to get at here is, how much of a game changer, as John has been pointing out, is this versus other Street Fighter games that got new mechanics? Well, I mean, we'd have to well, see like, what they are. Assu- assuming this right. is even really happening. Yeah, combo breaker, though, like that. This would be so massive. If, if there was, like, four new mechanics and, like, one of them was a combo breaker, then yes, that would be a huge, gigantic change. Well, two things to keep in mind with this. One, uh, just because something's in the code of the game doesn't yeah, necessarily mean it will be implemented. Uh, if you remember back to uh, the l- vanilla launch, there were audio files in the game for a bunch of different CPT events like Final Round, DreamHack, Summer, and those never got used for anything. So even if this is in the game, that doesn't guarantee it's used. Or it could be the Omega other, mode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's literally the thing because it's it sounds like those three big changes are going to be in a separate V mode. So you may have like a core game, which is going to be close to what Street Fighter V is now. And you may have a separate mode, which is going to be where it gets a little wackier. You know, you know, just let it all hang out. Hey, I, I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Do, do you know who was real hype in uh, Omega Mode? T-Hawk? Better yeah. fucking believe it, dude. Um, we, T-Hawk in this game. I know. We wanted to know what the fans of this show and followers of the Ooh, Best I have of one Five I Twitter handle wanted to... What they thought or what they think should be added. What was the, what, what was the prompt, Steve? Uh, what new mechanic... If any, would you want to see in Street Fighter V Season 4? Go for it. Hit us with it. Uh, Metalweight wants to see an EXV reversal that uses additional resources that gives you a better fully invincible escape wake-up option. Something that effectively fully resets to neutral like a blocked uh, focus canceled EXDP did in Street Fighter 4. That'd be something. Uh, Mad B-Man said he's tired of seeing the, seeing the same combos. It's boring when commentators call the round when a player whiffs an attack because they know exactly what combo with, with how much damage will be used to punish. If done correctly, a combo break mechanic can add to decisions. Well, now we got Robot Steve. First we had Robot John, but have you met Robot Steve? <laughs> Steve, could you repeat that? Uh, that. <laughs> oh, damn, dog. Who's the You're dad on the show? The entire tweet? Oh, my God. If done properly, a combo breaker mechanic can add decisions and excitement. Next, please. Yes. Uh, this wasn't Mad B-Man. I apologize for that. He's, but uh, uh, I know. He said, uh, 
wait, uh, the one mechanic they should add is consistent lag. The problem with Street Fighter V isn't that it should be needlessly complex. Uh, some guy named Elon said, how about a mechanic that punishes... How do you say his last name? Uh, Raskovsky. Nice. That was closer That's than how- Efren. Fuck you. I would say Raskovsky. I was trying to say it badly. Come on. <laughs> Efren, if we, if up- we get it right, will you tell us, Elon? Probably not. Pick your game up, man. Uh, Nikali Valdo said the the new V triggers in season three was were cool, but he wants to see new critical arts and new V skills too as well. Uh, and Sleepy Scrub says nothing. He wants the game to stay exactly the same so he can <laughs> honest about black defensive fair. option. What was you know, mine? Like, I responded to this. Someone gave my I wanted V consistent input delay. But um yeah, someone already had that. <laughs> you have to pop it otherwise. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> pop it like, oh yeah, now it's just four the whole time. <laughs> but for me and not for you, yours is at seven or six or sometimes three. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like God. like guitar hero battles where you mess with your opponent's <laughs> uh, situation. No, you like, know someone would you know, if Mike Z was still uh, developing a fighting game right now instead of uh, an RPG, he would oh. put that in now. Because <laughs> you remember, do you remember Ascend Higher? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, that like, was such a good game. Yeah. What were you gonna say, of John? all of these, of all of these um, potential changes, I think the one that jumps out to me the most is the idea of custom combo. Um, and and I don't know if it would. I think the biggest thing there is because for the audience to watch and, and how they've wanted this game to be a spectator sport, um, that would mix things up and, and kind of quell a lot of the, the issues that you're seeing pop up with. Well, we just read people saying that they don't want to see the same stuff go down every single time when a combo happens. And and what it sounds like to me, the way these patch notes, or, or not patch notes, but the way these leaks <laughs> are, are laid out um, <laughs> You know, it was like it was alpha, right? Where you could choose your little loadout, and that would change your character drastically. You could either uh-huh. have a roll on a parry, or you would have custom combos, or you would have, you know, whatever the vism, exism, and, and such. Um, and, and it sounds like that's almost the direction that this would go. Like you could choose one of these things, where maybe you're more on the defensive side, so you get a combo breaker and an additional V reversal or something like that. Or there's another one where you get a custom combo, or you get that FADC or the thing that's not like an FADC, but the cancel. Um, and that would that would further definitely add depth to the game. You know, it would change a lot of characters, maybe all of the characters and the way that you could play them. And and so through that lens, it sounds like that could be an overhaul that might that might be, you know, kind of feasible for what we would want, uh, you know, in Street Fighter V. But I wonder, do any of those games, like, was it CBS had it, or at least CBS 2, and then Alpha 3, I know for sure. Did any of those games not have the three options, like the three loadout style options when they began, but then eventually got them in a later iteration? Uh, yeah, Alpha, Alpha didn't have, like, isms in, in 2, for example. Okay, so... so like we've seen that happen before, and the change from Alpha Two to Alpha Three, I'm sure, was massive then. But but Capcom's done that, so so maybe I received. Or maybe a it did. Bit. Sorry, I think it did. I'm totally wrong. But it's like it, Alpha. I don't know. They've changed. So, but from zero to one, or from one to two, maybe then I don't know. But like, if that's the approach, like maybe that's something that I can digest a little bit easier, and think like, okay, they've done that before. They could do that with five. It would just be. It, it's a huge undertaking. 
But at the same time, they've got their their DLC out way earlier, I feel, than they ever have before. You know, they're they're done with all six characters, and and there's talk about well, maybe there's going to be another additional character or two this year. Um, but if not, then they have their their time's freed up to work on something else, you know, bigger and better. And so, maybe like this this isn't as crazy as it sounds when it first uh, appeared. In my opinion. Have you guys ever heard of Ninjin Clash of Carrots? <laughs> no, I haven't. I have not. Neither have I. But you put it on this doc, so now we're talking about it. Check that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sonic Fox's persona <laughs> is a costume that you can use in Ninjin Clash of Carrots. So, yeah, this is, this is a thing. Oh, uh, but, that's not even the best part. The best part is the description in game for this costume. <laughs> it's a low blow. <laughs> well, wearing this makes you feel godlike, like a fox that can beat a legend 13 times. Yeah, that's immortalized. If it wasn't immortalized before, it's immortalized now. But what if Perfect Legend gets amazing at this game and he becomes the best player? But only because of the motivation given to him by that. By nobody that will give a shit because nobody <laughs> gives a shit about Ninja and Clash of Carrots. Or wow. if Perfect Legend can get good at it. Seems like a neat game. I wonder how much uh, Sonic Fox is uh, getting to wet his beak on this thing. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, probably like not, for his yeah. likeness. Now he cares. Slash, um, you know, if he like promotes it, does he get a little cut? You know what I mean? I, I'd imagine there, there, there was something. I don't know. I, I have no details on uh, whatever business dealing there was or was not uh, for this game, but it's there. So if you like the, how the game looks, you can play a Sonic Fox's persona. And play right. like a fox that can be a legend 13 times and feel godlike? You can. If, if that's your thing. Hey, guys. Well, we got to start speeding up through these a little yeah, bit. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, there's all kinds <laughs> of patch notes. Um, SNK Heroines is coming. Uh, final round is coming back in 2019. Didn't they say they were closing up shop? Yeah, they do that all the time. They were hinting <laughs> at it, but um, yeah, it's good to see Atlanta keeping their their massive regional. You know, it's a big event for a ton of games, especially Tekken. You know how big that is for the Atlanta scene. Um, and he has to feel a little vindicated because. Uh, he got a whole bunch of crap thrown at him for the clear bag policy uh, at the at final round 2018. And now, after the unfortunate things that have that happened in Jacksonville, you're now seeing uh, some bigger events start to move towards those type of security measures. So he has to feel a little vindicated. Uh, hopefully, final round would be will be amazing. Uh, They've continued to improve for the last couple of years, and hopefully that continues well, into twenty nineteen. Like the last year, I, I, I would say twenty seventeen. <laughs> you know, twenty twenty sixteen was the w rough one that you were at, but uh, twenty seventeen, I I've heard they made uh, strides there. Twenty eighteen, I think, was uh, pretty smoothly run. All all things considered, so. Um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully that continues. Um, what's the quick and dirty on the Tekken Seven patch notes, Elon? Well, how much time do I got? About two thirty and a half, seconds. Two and a half minutes. Okay, so 
All right, we can work through these. Uh, so they added a wall. Let's get your notes, guys. I just want the audience at home to know. He, this is how much he cares. And side note, he'll be streaming on Thursday. Wait. Well, you can't tell. It's a little blown out. But those are notes. <laughs> yep. There they are. That <laughs> entire notebook. notebook is taking notes. Go on, Elon. Yeah, I like Tekken. You have a minute and a half left. Sure. Uh, so they added the new mechanic. We were talking about mechanics before. Uh, wall bounce, which is an addition to... So the way combos work currently in Tekken is you have a launcher, then you could do a string, and then you have a screw, which essentially allows you to connect more strings to that. Mm -hmm. With this new wall bound mechanic, it's adding another layer to that where you can do a string, have a wall bounce, do another string, go into a screw, and then finish your combo, right? So that's going to be pretty big. Uh, Rage Arts have one active, one more active frames than they usually do. Uh, spring Kicks got nerfed a little bit. They have more startup, and I think that might have been because Evo ended on a Spring Kick. Uh, and they're in the air, air earlier, so it gives them less on the startup end and more on the actual active end, so like you can properly crush lows uh, with that. Uh, Jack7 got a lot of nerfs. Dragonoff got one important nerf. Claudio got completely yeah. reworked. Uh, his starburst system is now not what it once was uh, in the least. Uh, with Claudio, starburst is once you do a specific move, uh, you get your hand starts glowing, and that's a starburst, which unlocks other moves that you can My do. My favorite is orange. Yeah. Uh, so with... How it's working now is all of the strings that were unlocked by Starburst are you're no longer required to uh, to get Starburst in the first place. So you can just do whatever you want all the time. But Starburst now has massive frame and massive damage uh, increases. Uh, they also yeah. did make his hop kick a little bit easier to whiff punish. So hooray for that. Uh, the Mishima's electrics got reworked a little bit. So they have more tracking. So you're not able to sidestep them as easily. Uh, Lucky Chloe, everybody who plays Lucky Chloe is insanely happy. Uh, she got lots of reach increase and pushback decrease, so she can pressure things better. Uh, a lot well, of I think you have to be pretty happy to play Lucky Chloe in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> another character that people are very happy about is Law. Law got overall less recovery on a lot of stuff, uh, more damage on a lot of stuff. Uh, Xiao Yu got a lot of hitbox decreases. Brian... Uh, his sway input is faster, so that might make some of the harder combos in this game a little easier. And the last notable character I looked at is King. He got a lot of damage uh, increases, and his back four is now going to be his main footsie tool. I heard people were saying Miguel's better. I don't know. I hope someone plays Miguel. It's like the only character I'm a fan of in fighting games. I just why is see that, one. Mike? I just like Miguel. I just want to see Miguel do well. That's why, it. That's why all do I you care like that about. Character? Well, what's crazy is the one thing I looked at Miguel, I didn't get to look at it a lot, but the one thing I saw of Miguel was a nerf. <laughs> yeah, he, he. Yeah, I saw that. But what what really interests me is like a couple of characters getting reworked, like Dragonoff. You know, like he mine. he he got some he got some general buffs, but that one uh, nerf to down two <laughs> is such. What is going on? The donkey looks like a beat up Miguel. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Miguel's like seven feet tall and very handsome. So yeah, but you're a beat up version. Uh, yeah, well, it's fine. <laughs> Good one, Trezor. I can get better. <laughs> Not really. I mean, you got Eliza, who who got some buffs, but uh, her dive kick, which a lot of her uh, offense goes through, 
got nerfed. So it, it seems like they're trying to rework a few of these characters, at least, you know, deal with some of the things that are more more annoying, at least visually. So, And another thing to note, too, is most of the changes feel fair. Like, it's a lot of the tools that are underutilized per character are now better, and the tools that were overutilized or they weren't used as intended are now I think worse. it's a very welcome patch. People see yeah. it yeah, mostly. There were 1,600 um, lines uh, for this patch. Yeah. And, and That's a good patch. Pretty, I, I haven't seen anyone really, uh, really take these notes badly unless you're a Gigas player. Rest in peace. <laughs> <sighs> um, thank you, Alon. And if I'm not mistaken, we're gonna try something different. Alon wants to take a stab at streaming Tekken and talking about it, and he'll be doing that on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm hoping to do it tomorrow before the patch hits, just so we can see what things look now, look like now, and then what they look like after. And we'll see. are you streaming that on Best of Five show, or are you gonna just have us host uh, you? How are you gonna do that? that? That's your call. You're well, the, do you have a channel? I mean, what do you want the love, bro? He's I don't know, man. I don't got nothing. All right. We'll, we'll do it on later. ours. We'll yeah. decide later. So we're gonna we're gonna do it on Best of Five Show oh, channel, man. and I have to work. Dang it! You do some bitch. Shit. You're on the hook now. Um, hey guys, I want you to subscribe, you guys, because somebody brought this up in the chat, and I think it's pretty interesting. I want to get y'all's opinion. Speaking of the safety measures at events, SoCal Regionals. Uh, I'm looking at this post from uh, Level Up, and among other things, all bags versus backpacks, everything will be searched. Fine. All fight sticks will be thoroughly inspected. This means all guests must be prepared to open their fight sticks whether they are screwed or latched before entering the event. It is advised you unscrew, unlatch the bottom or top compartment prior to arriving. We will start conversations with volunteers on Arcade Shock to provide complimentary service to help you re-screw your panel. Some people are concerned that this is going to void their warranties. It's a questionable. It? It's a weird decision, I think, but I mean, whatever. That's going to take forever. I understand it in light of the circumstance. I don't think it's the right way to go about it, but, I mean, I can't hate on it. I can't, even, I can't even picture this going down. They're like, not going to do it. That's my prediction. Yeah. like how They can't. They? they can't. There's no way they can do this. Well, this, so, so somebody responds to that post, and this was already August 31st. Uh, Shankar at SCR2018 says, hey, he tweets at Comba. If I open my Obsidian, does that void the warranty automatically? Can we please get clarification on this matter? And Quamba responded, yes, for yes. all warranty information, please read our warranty policy found on QuambaUSA.com. Um, who, okay, it's, it's a totally legitimate thing to be like, hey, I don't want my warranty voided. However, who has ever voided the warranty on their FISIC and cared or really cared about not voiding the warranty on it? Well, and how could, well, I guess, like, is there a way Quamba can know? There's not, like, a little... Yeah, there are like, people who are pretty serious about sending their stuff back and maintaining word. Hey, that happened to me. I'm uh, not one of them, but, I mean, they exist. I bought a Quamba, I think it was a Q4, uh, whatever it is, like, the 8-arc stick, and when it came, about a weekend, the actual, like, the latches on the stick broke, so it was just actually free-flowing, so I had to send that back, and they were very nice about it and got me a new one. So. But had you opened the panel, they wouldn't have... Repair it for you is what you're saying? Possible. Possible. They yeah. didn't have to yeah. if they if you did. Well, um, this is the world we live in. Those are the rules. You know them ahead of time. I don't know if it's necessarily a good rule in this case simply because, like you said, it, it, if someone's going to do something, I just don't – there are better ways to do it than hide it in a fight stick. I mean, even though it is a possibility now that – I just think there's other ways to check that, but I mean, yes, whatever. Yes. That record says that according to the FTC, it's now illegal for warranty void if removed stickers are uh, 
you know, removed. And another thing too, what about sticks that are easily, like you can easily see inside, but necessarily can't open? Like for example, the dragon. You can just pop that open and it's encased in glass. Would they have to open that glass up to find out? Or are they going to search every stick equally? No. This isn't going to happen. That's, 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 it, it's, it's not practical. It's not. I'm just saying it's not practical, so they won't. It's it's scorched earth overkill because of the emotional reaction that's going on right now because of the shooting from from uh, Florida, and it's like it makes sense that you want to say things that make people feel secure. That's what this is. What I mean, the yeah. game pads will not be opened. Uh, all guests must walk through metal detector. Uh, we strongly advise that you arrive at least one to two hours before your schedule tournament bracket begins. Yeah, how we can't even get people to show up like 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what, man? That's actually something that's always bothered me so goddamn much. People who can't show up to their freaking pools on time. Yeah. If you ever played like an organized sport, I actually swam competitively as a child. If you don't show up, yeah, the yeah, event yeah. goes on without you. You're disqualified. For right. crying out loud, grow up and be there on time. That is like the most inexcusable thing that's ever happened repeatedly in the FCC. I don't know why they're not harder on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, they're just wasting their own money, right? They entered sure. the tournament. They paid. The, they paid for the pot. They paid for the venue, and they're just mm. screwing themselves out of it. Yeah. So, um, I don't think you can really hate on this policy. I mean, like you can go into nitty gritty about what's necessary and what's not, but I mean, obviously, in light of what happened and in light of the fact that it's their event and they want to keep it safe, uh, good. I mean. Good for them. I, I I can hate on the policy. Well, which policy? The, the stick opening up. The oh, stick that I'm hating. I already said. Yeah, that that one's kind of. I, I don't think that one makes sense. But I'm just saying overall the security measures being beefed yeah. up. Yeah, and I mean some people will say that well this doesn't really do anything that this is all security theater. I, if you're an event organizer and you're seeing the GLHF bar about to get sued out of existence because of uh, liability stuff, you know? getting sued for this, you can't not take some sort of action like this. No. So even if, even you have to at least look like you're trying. Now, and, and we can go over, you know, what will actually make events safer until the cows come home. Hey guys, uh, <clears throat> the IOC, that's the governing body of the Olympics, it says esports has no Olympic future until violence is removed. Uh, my shorthand on this is from everything I saw, people are happy about this and don't really care. I think the narrative from the esports side was that we don't want that. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we gain more. I, I think IOC gains more from having esports at their event than esports gains from being at the Olympics. Hey, Fuck guys, uh, SNK is announcing something new the end of the week people are theorizing that it might be another samurai showdown i've heard garo i've heard sam show it could be anything it could be anything it could be nothing it won't be pachinko they sold off that division that was like we had like two or three consecutive like cool leaks of like art end up being pachinko machines so we don't have to worry about that anymore well, maybe maybe this is what their announcement is. You know, it's a new game. They're back in the pachinko business. What if it's like <laughs> SNK heroines, but men? <laughs> SNK oh, heroes? <laughs> Am I the only person that really wants a new Metal Slug? I think this a is lot a, of people this want is a, a fighting slug, game. Yeah. If they do a Metal Slug fighting game, that'd be interesting. Uh, well, did they say it was a fighting game? 
Elon? They have not. Mm. So <laughs> it, yes. it, it, I like it could be yeah, it's a good ne- game. It could be Neo Turf Masters 2018, 2019 with uh, Rory McIlroy because that's who they could get. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Or my it, classmate it, it, Jordan Spieth. Your classmate Jordan Spieth. Hey, he was in my class at college. But was he like in, in, in my school? In a physical class that you were in at the same time? No, but I mean, we, <laughs> so we, so we would wear the same class. graduation sweater. Like, we would wear the same class of 2015 sweater. Brag about it. Although he dropped out, so he, yeah, wouldn't, lost he wouldn't be allowed to have that sweater because he dropped out. Yeah, what a scrub, right? Way to go be a professional golfer. <laughs> uh, law school's going great. Law school's going well. Alon, uh, John, what are you uh, writing for Event Hub right now? What am I writing? Yeah, what are you working on? In general, not like during the show, which I keep seeing you look down. No, I mean, like, what are you working on? What, what can we look forward to? What's the next poster doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm on best of five duty right now, so like I'm I'm not. <laughs> it's also <laughs> all confidential. About, yeah, yeah. It's also super. No, I'm thinking about um, like specifically writing a piece or expanding on the podcast that we're doing tomorrow about. I didn't say plug your podcast I, on yeah, this podcast. What? God damn it, John! <laughs> how dare you? But if you didn't know, John is on a podcast with Catalyst and others. I believe Dream King was on for the first time not too long ago, Last and week, uh, you yeah. can find that on EventHubs.com. Thanks, John. I meant, like, what are you working on? But if you want to plug your podcast, there, I'll do it for you. Steve. I think that Ryu is hilariously bad, but it's not a good thing for the game, and that, like, something really needs to change for street, uh, for season four. Cool. Yeah, they should make Ryu good. I agree. I this read is that. a really big misstep on their you, part. You, you've baited me into clicking that article. As the, post, as the poster child for the series, uh, yeah, I think they could get a lot more out of it. It's more important to make Ryu good than it is to make, like, you know, Fang good. Fair. Steve, when's your next uh, Tekken World Tour preview article write-up by the ghostwriter known as Nobody uh, going up? Uh, there should be a preview for uh, the mix-up coming out either tomorrow or Thursday. So should be a good event. Uh, it, that will be the last event on Season 1. Even though it comes out after the patch, the organizers asked to uh, run on Season 1 because two days was not enough time to have a good tournament. So Fair this week, sensible. this week will be season one. And then, uh, next week, SCR and rev major will be the first season two Tekken world tour events. All right. That brings us to end of the show. Elon has something to say before we end the show. Yes. I'm a man of the people. So yes. pull up those gifts. We got some people to thank. Oh, hell yeah. We totally forgot to. Oh, did our subs our not subaroonies. work? Our subaroonie thing? The, the stupid noise won't do it, but that's okay. Uh, so we have AJP Brooks subscribed. We have Unsung Hero resubscribing for six months. And The Core has subscribed using their Twitch Prime. So thanks, fellas. Yes, th- thank you very much for uh, helping us do this show. <laughs> and not, you know, not his podcast <laughs> that he plugged. <laughs> On our show without permission. Yeah, seriously, John. What a piece of shit. <sighs> Love you guys. Oh, we got to do chun costumes. Dude, oh, do we have uh, more chun costumes to give? I totally forgot to send out the make PayPal. Sure hashtag Sorry, Rebel. guys. We have uh, two chun costumes from last week that I forgot to give out. Sorry. But we'll have them out for next week. After the show, I'm going to do it. Um, you want to give away another one? Are you trying to open up the raffles even though it's already past 730? Open up the raffle right now. Right now. 
Okay. Oh, we're grapple. It's open. It's open. All Everybody, right. do the hashtag waffle. Oh god. Um, while we're that, uh, remember the PGRZ? Yeah. 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 They came out with their full list of the top Dragon Ball Fighters players in the world. Uh, Sonic Fox. Number one by just 10 points over Goichi. But look at that green. Six players. What does that mean? It means their power level is over 9,000. Oh. Oh. Their, their power level is literally over 9,000. Pretty cool, That's a tired John. meme. <laughs> fucking John. John, go plug a fucking podcast. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go through and count no the number of times you've plugged Best of Five on the Event Hubs podcast. Yeah. I can tell you right now, goose egg, zero times. Damn. All right. <laughs> can we do two names? I say best of five on almost every podcast. And we talked about it on best of five this week. Blah, 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 blah. So you guys can suck that goose egg. <laughs> well, hashtag raffle. Okay, we have a winner. Yeah, so we got. So how many do we need to draw? Two? Two. Two, two okay. winners. First person is One UGK for life. UGK for life. What's up, UGK for Life? You're the winner of a Chun costume courtesy of one Donka Schiller. And remember, everyone has to take a selfie with it. That's part of the, (laughs) and it's an honor code thing. Yeah, and then the second person is Mad B Man. Mad B Man. And if you don't want your face in it, that's fine. Just, like, do something. Put your thumb in it, you know, at least. Put your goose eggs in there. Put your goose (laughs) eggs. And then send them to John directly. Um, So those are the two winners. Who's the second winner again? Mad B Man. Mad B Man. If I don't see you in this chat, say hooray. You ain't getting that chunk costume, bruh. Be happy or else. Can you believe that one guy last week was like, thanks, <laughs> oh, I but I don't want it. Thanks, <laughs> but I don't want it. I play Laura. That was cool. <laughs> cool. Oh, oh, cool. I don't even own, own the game. Mad B Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay well, you know what? Say you didn't want it. I have another one. All right, by the way, if you're trying to joke around, where you're, you're getting... You're screwing yourself over because we got a new one. Who's the new one? Uh, has heat. Has heat. Has heat. Some say he's hot. <laughs> Some say he has heat. He has the heat. All right, has heat. Uh, you are a new Chun costume winner. Mad B Man has been disqualified for not owning the game <laughs> and therefore, by definition, cannot buy a Chun costume. There he is. Yeah, he yeah he's heat. happy. Do you have a PS4 and Street Fighter V? Has heat. We really need to like make a graphic for this. Well, next time. he hasn't lied about it yet, or or said he does not. So I mean, yeah, I'm waiting to see if has he has the freaking o- game. OMG, I won. So I'm guessing <laughs> yes, they do. Okay. Well, Go ahead if not, your whisper at yeah, Steve. If not, then we'll get one more next week. All right. Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has them. Cool. All right. Problem Yay. solved. Yay! All right. Oh, he jerks. has all the Chun Li costumes already. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for everybody who followed. Thank you everybody who subbed. Follow him at, at @dasdanka. Follow Steve at Ace King Asu. Follow John at Velociraptor, and he writes for Event Hubs. Steve writes for Taking World Tour. And Efren's at Lone Star Gamer. I am a Lone Star Gamer. See you guys next week. Good night, Canada.